You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we can't see why Disney adapted another cartoon to live action. But first, the book of Boba Fett. I mean, Eddie, tell us about all the amazing stuff that you and your family are doing right now. I'm sure that that is more (laughs) exciting than Boba Fett. Well, I uh, I had a funny moment with Lewis the other day. He was talking to my parents, and he's he he's processing this massive move in his own own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and like any self respecting father, I'm raising my child to have a love for all things space. Right? We watch all the SpaceX launches. Uh, we have several books where he's, he can almost name all of his planets. This is a shocker for anyone who's listened to this podcast. Right. So uh, the other day, he's talking to my parents uh, via FaceTime or whatever, and he's trying to process all this out. And he's talking to my mom and he says, "Um, okay, Grammy, I'm going to get on an airplane and fly back to Earth so I can see you. (laughs) And I looked at him and I said, okay, well... If you're going to fly back to Earth to see Grammy, where do you think you are right now? And he looks up at me and he goes, Daddy, we're on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That makes me so happy. This is my child. This is my child. But let's let's pull out a map. We also love maps and geography. So, Were you both excited? He said Mars, but also worried about his geography. Yes. Yo, yes, yes. So pull down map. No, this is where Costa Rica is. This is where Indiana is. This is Wilmot's coming out of the grave to like, no, we need to actually map this all out. Do you remember having to do that? Having to like draw the map by memory? Yes, I was... I was just talking about this with one of our fellow classmates about how amazing, like how at at the moment you're like, this is so stupid. I can't believe we have to do this or whatever. And then now looking back on it, like I'm incredibly thankful she made us do that. Like to draw the, the entire world. Yeah. Like lines and names of country from memory. That's a huge feat. We're like some of the only people that, of our age that know how to know where major countries are. Right. And even most minor countries, right? You know, people name name stuff off in Africa. I'm like, oh yeah, that's in, you know, Central Africa. And they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, I had this crazy geography teacher named Mrs. Wilmot who wore decapitated giraffes oh, as earrings. God. I mean, you know that You've seen all the Jimmy Kimmel, like man on the street, which country is this thing? And it's like actually the United States, but people don't realize it because they don't understand geography whatsoever. I feel blows my mind. It blows my mind how ignorant people are of geography. Um, So that is why I'm indoctrinating my children, not just with terrestrial geography, but celestial geography as well. I, 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 I see what you did there. I see what <laughs> Next year is the landmark. Uh, Lewis will turn four in August, and it's after that that we're I'm gonna we're gonna have a father son night, and he's gonna get to watch A New Hope for the first time. Because my dad, my dad showed me Star Wars for the first time when I was four, and I like distinctly remember this. It was, we were still living in Missouri. I had this green um, bean bag I put in the middle of the floor. We had all this junk food. My mom and sister were out of town. And that was the first time. And we, like, over the course of a weekend, we watched all three. Oh, that's fun. I see. I broke yes. my son in when he was born. I was just like, <laughs> I want to watch this. You're here. You're going to watch it with me. And he's watched, he's, he's watched at least those, the original trilogy. Several, several times. My mom tried to do this just a couple of months ago. She was watching it while we were still living at their house. Oh, no. And I was gone. And Sarah was like, 
No. no. She's like, you can't, you can't. This like, this is a, a very important thing to Eddie. Like you just, you just can't do this. You can't do that. You so would have Sarah. moved out. You would have moved out immediately. <laughs> just like, no, I'm sorry, mom. I'm out. Done. I'm done. I would have channeled my inner JB and been like, I'm done. I'm, I'm all done. I'm all done. I'm done. I never I'm said done. that. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's fun. Well, I'm glad you are raising your child in the way he should go. This is the way. This is the way. That's what I should have said and said. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's a great segue. There's no Disney news today for us. We are just, we have to talk about the season finale of a very intriguing show that happened yeah. for us. Are we just doing uh, the season finale or are we going to talk the whole season? Oh, we're going to talk about the whole thing, but it just finished. So sure, true. we're talking about, we like to do this. We talk about the entire season instead of episode by episode by episode. Um, this way we can give you a holistic one. And plus, that's not the main thrust of this series of this show, but we gotta take the time to do it. Yeah. Today's episode, we're gonna mostly be talking about the book of Boba Fett. Plus, just to keep the keep the thing going, we're gonna talk a little, a little bit about Mr. Magoo at the end as well. So is it fair to call this? You didn't do the, the Eddie, you didn't do the intro. I was setting you up for the intro. Oh, I thought we would do that. For like the actual movie off of the list. We'd literally have to use that in the last five minutes. <laughs> it's not even going to be close. It's not like our last episode. We talked a lot about Encanto. And we talked a lot about it. We should probably just go ahead and do it now. Because otherwise, or do you think that we should wait for the intro? Okay. Cue the Disney sound effect. Wow. What a setup for this. I know. No, no, no. That's that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Sir, I was I cut you off as as you were about to make was, a very deep to point mm. to segue us or something. Should this be called The Book of Boba Fett or should this be called The Mandalorian season 2.5? It's the best parts of the show are the Mandalorian parts. It, it, uh, yes and no. I think what was so interesting, though, is uh, I need to pull up a list of the episodes. The first two I I liked. I thought, OK, this is interesting. Like, I want to see the backstory of how he gets out of the Sarlacc. The opening, yeah, the, all that opening stuff with the Sarlacc pit was exactly yes. what all of us wanted to know. How did he how what was their interpretation of him getting out? And, and for the most part, I liked the um, and, and I liked the second episode because you see him kind of bonding with the um, uh, the Tuscan Raiders. Right. Um, and you see them tackle the speeder gang and the train and all of that. I'm like, this is cool. This, you know, I really it's really by the time we get to the third episode that I'm, I'm, it starts to, it started to lose me just a little bit where I'm kind of, uh, okay, I, I don't, I wasn't as compelled. Like I, I didn't care as much about him becoming the new crime boss or um, what, whatever they, they call it. I don't know. The first two, I loved it. I thought, man, this is fantastic. I love the, the backstory. Um, loved the things with the Tuscan Raiders and just kind of, kind of his rebirth. Right, there was such a, a a story of redemption and rebirth. Like, okay, this is where and from Boba Fett changes and becomes a new person. But then it just started dragging, and I and I couldn't fully track it. Then comes along um, five episode five changed it all yeah and i think i i was i was behind because we are moving and all that i i had was that when i texted you you had texted me i think right as six came out and i was about to sit down to watch five and i was a little like okay all right because we'd watch in one through four kind of one night after another and um you were like it changes it they're totally different it's a different (laughs) show I think you'd said like it's it's a different show. Well, I think I was wondering, did you watch six yet? Because there's just so much building up after I just watched it, and you're like, I'm about to down, sit down and do five, and I'm like, it's completely changed. <laughs> Everything is different now. 
Five, uh, six. Six is, it's a glimpse into what we wanted the sequel trilogy to be. Yep. I've heard that over and over and over again from people, specifically from Luke. Yes. And I think that's uh, my biggest beef with the sequel trilogy is they just ruined Luke, which you ruin Luke, you ruin Star Wars. I would say that's a strong case, but I don't think that's I think I don't think that's too far to say. I think that's what a lot of people felt. I loved Force Awakens. The first viewing of The Last Jedi, I was I think my first reaction was like, okay, that's different. Loved the loved the lightsaber battle between Luke and Kylo Ren. Um, I loved the kind of mirroring of Empire Strikes Back. But the I watched it again, and the more I kind of settled in on it all, I'm like, I just don't, I don't like this. And then Rise of Skywalker, I think I've seen it twice, maybe. And then I think what really sealed the deal for the Rise of Skywalker is I watched the making of, and it was like, oh, you all had no idea what you were doing. <laughs> was it when they when they kind of talked about how? There was like no cohesive plan for these three movies to like fit together. Yeah, like there was no cohesive plan. Everybody just kind of winged it. But I think the moment I lost it is there's this clip. And don't get me wrong. I love J.J. Abrams. You know me. I'm about to live tweet this if you if you disparage him. He and whoever his co-writer was on The Rise of Skywalker they were sitting around and they're like, you know what would be cool? A cavalry charge in space. <laughs> and and I, the second they said it, I'm like, yeah, that was the worst moment of the movie. That was the moment where I'm like, you've jumped the shark. Like a cavalry charge on the side of a star destroyer? Like, And did they work their way back from how do we get to this? And yeah, they yeah. Like they, these people. Yeah, that's weird. It was just kind of a day of thing where they were like, oh, this would be really cool. Let's give this a try. And, you know, and you're like, no, like what makes makes Star Wars so good is its mythology, right? It's interconnectedness, its ability to like weave really cool stories together and be a, a deep world, not winging it. And hey, what would be cool? And I think that's what I'm enjoying so much about. Dave Filoni and John Favreau is they're actually planning these things out. Even though as a whole, the concept of the book of Boba Fett is weak, right? There's just a few moments where you're like, this is a little bit of a weak story, but seeing and knowing its interconnectedness to the rest of this star Wars universe that they're creating. It was awesome. It was amazing. And you feel that in five and six makes me excited about um, the Ahsoka series that's, oh, yeah. uh, I think ne- that that's next up to go. Perfect casting. Perfect casting. Um, more Mandalorian. You just want more Mandalorian. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I That's my overarching thing. Little weak in the Boba Fett storyline. There's just a few moments there, but because they are building this deep Star Wars mythology and story, it held together well for me. So, I left the Mandalorian, but when they when they kind of showed the on on season two of the Mandalorian and they end it with that little nugget for Boba Fett and he sits on the throne or whatever. Loved the theme song that they kind of teased in there. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But overall, I was n- careful. I wasn't excited about the actor choice. I know that he is the original guy who played the father, which is why there was such a big deal of having him. But he's a whoa, whoa, whoa! Careful, back up, back up. He's the original guy from the prequel Prequels, trilogy. Prequel trilogies, not not the original guy from um, Empire. Strikes Thank back. you for elaborating on that. That, that actually, well, I, I know our our drove of fans uh, that that we recently discovered are out there. <laughs> uh, the hive would would want me to correct you. The honey, the right? honey hive is what we should probably call them. No. Uh. <laughs> Well, no. not, not not a winner on that. We'll we'll go back to the drawing board on yeah, what we'll, we're going to we'll, name we'll our keep, fan base. Yeah, we'll keep thinking of what to call our family. 
listen to this podcast. We'll just call them uh, our our moms. Our moms. Because that's, that's the majority of our... It is. It is. So right out of the gate, I was a little bit sad because of the choice of the actor for it. Because he's just like, when you see him in, when he gets his full gear on for the first time, it's like, that doesn't fit. He's frumpy. It's frumpy. He's big. And this mm-hmm. is supposed to be taking place not that long after the events from the pit. So already I'm like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Like he had a couple nice moves, but overall he was just slow, methodical. Yeah. Not what, I, not, so, not what I'm wanting. And so when they're like, okay, we're going to do a whole series with him. I'm like, uh, okay, I guess. And we just had a long, we had a year where we didn't have anything. So by the, no Star Wars. So by the time we get around to the series coming on, I'm starting to get amped up because I'm like, I just want to be back in Star Wars world. Mm -hmm. We've done so much Marvel, so much of it. I was ready for something else to come around, all the different shows and movies. So first two episodes, I'm just happy to be in a Star Wars universe. Happy to be around, happy to be living in that. All while knowing, I'm not super invested in it. Uh, the elongated time with the sand people was kind of interesting, but I guess it was nice knowing a little bit more of their culture, but it felt more like a, hey, these are real people too. When they were so sinister in the original trilogy, sure, these were like sure. yeah. feared people. And now we're trying to like love them and kind of get to know them a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so every time he got into the tank, I was always like, uh, are we going back again? Uh, and so I kind of fought that more so episodes three and four. Four, mm-hmm. I actually fell asleep in the middle of it. <laughs> and what's funny is right before the highlights of, of episode four, which is him destroying the Sarlacc pit, Black Wookiee tearing everybody's limbs off. Uh, and then I woke up right in time for the Mando theme. That's just like hinting, oh, he's going to be coming through. But there's so many weird things in it. The mods. Can we, like, can we just talk about the mods? Are you on team mods? The people with all the different things and the... Weird speeder bikes? No, I, I call them the scooter gang. Scooter gang. Every time they came on, I was like, oh, it's the scooter gang. No. Scooter is just a great name. Just like the scooter. Let's just call yeah. them scooter from now on. When scooter does the 360 spin to shoot. No, no, no. It's like, this is your, this is, this is who you are. This is your personal brand right now. And the whole culture of cyborgs and, you know, all of that. It was like trying to bring steampunk into Star Wars. Yes. And it was jammed. Eh, just yeah, it just didn't feel it didn't feel right. It didn't feel Yeah. I could have done without them. I loved the green pig guys. Like wanted more of them. I, I even remember from Last Jedi, like always loving green pig guys. Thought they were super cool. The Rancor. That was a cool, that was a very cool nod, especially at the end when he comes back together. And I, I had forgotten about him. All of a sudden, Boba leaves and I'm like, hey, where's he going? And he comes oh, back to Rancor. As soon as he left, I'm like, he's going to get the Rancor. He's oh, I forgot. I forgot. So when he got that to attack the battle droids at the end, which were amazing. Yes. I, I was like, yes. And he's riding the Rancor, which he had said he wanted to do. Did you catch the Rancor trainer? Danny freaking Trejo. And well, as soon as they had him, I'm like, okay, this is going to be something more because you don't bring in a guy like him just for a one bit part. And it was just a one bit part. It was a one bit part. Maybe he'll come back in like season two or something like that. He's got to. And at the end of that episode, when he kind of has this little bit of a sinister look and he's like, don't worry, he'll come back. I'm like, what? Is this like some way to take over Boba? And no, it's just that, but. But overall, I left the first four episodes, things like this, the the really crappy speeder chase in Mos Espa, where he's like trying to get the the guys leaving. And it's just bad. It's clumsy. Uh, things like that. The hallucinogenic lizard that goes into his brain for a second. There's just things like that. I was like, I'm just not into this very much. Yeah. But the moment episode five starts and it's I'm like, this is a Mandalorian episode. You get all the yeah. backstory, more backstory conversation of Mandalore, uh, the black the black sabers right there as a prominent part of it. You get him trying to figure out how to use the black yeah, saber. Yeah, yeah, and then and then coming back and reuniting with Peli, and they've got 
uh, the rebuilding of a Naboo starfighter, like so, so many cool, cool things. Yeah, I, I liked the rebuilding of the the Naboo starfighter. That yeah, was cool. But nothing compares to the moment. Like I've heard it said that Episode Six is some of pe- some people's favorite stuff in almost all of Star Wars. Like anything after the the original trilogy, they're like, I would. They're like, I love this. The everything that we got in that. The CGI, which is incredible, they actually went out and hired a YouTuber who did deep fakes. Really? Cause, I didn't cause, know this. Because there was a massive difference between Luke in the end of Mandalorian. Yeah. And people yeah. kind of were like, we're so glad to have Luke, but he doesn't look that great. And then when we get him in broad daylight for extended sequences in this one, and the difference was somebody went and took their old foot, that footage from the Mandalorian uh, season two. And he did a deep fake and made it way better. So they hired him and said, here, come do it for us. There we go. And it's just, it's a completely different. I, I talked to a friend about it uh, and it's a completely different way. Instead of like 3d modeling these faces, it's like you have an actor, go do it. And then you just like skin their face with a deep fake. And it, and the, the technology is so amazing now that it's so much better. Wow. And then, and then Mark Hamill, it actually voiced, his own voice for Luke and they did something to make it like young and like more. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But man, that baby Yoda, how do we even not, how did we skip over baby Yoda? But man, I was, I was just so excited. Yeah. I go back to what I said before that. I think, I, I think that's why the episode resonated with everybody is when you were done with the last Jedi, that's what you wanted to see. You wanted to see Luke as a Jedi master. Yep. That's, what, that's what I waited most of my life to see, <laughs> right? Like, Didn't know that's what you wanted, but really that's what you were looking for. It's what you really... Well, we were talking about this last week when we were talking about like getting a lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yeah. I said, I want a Luke Skywalker one. Like, I want green because I just, uh, I just always wanted to see that. And so when you got that, I mean... The end of season two with him arriving the X-Wing. I mean, the second he arrived in the X, I saw the X-Wing. I lost it. You can ask Sarah. I am screaming. I'm like, it's Luke. It's Luke. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like freaking out. She's like, what are you? What's going on? What's going on? What are you doing? I'm like, this is amazing. That sequence I've gone back and watched so many times might be, I mean, outside of the original trilogy, my favorite piece of Star Wars. And so for this episode to come along and you see that that flip side of Jedi Master mm-hmm. training and doing all of that, you're just like, and mimicking Yoda, right? Like he's he's mimicking his master, all the echoes that happen in that. Carrying him up to the top of the tree limbs and stuff like that and showing him stuff about the force. When he can't raise one frog, so he raises all of them and shows them the power, you know, all of that. Um yeah, I'm just freaking out because ah, this is what uh, this is what we all wanted. That's why I sent you the meme of King T'Challa going, "Get these men a, a full Star Wars trilogy." <laughs> you know, it, it makes me wonder. Like, they have got to be seeing this in the merchandising, in the viewing. When we went to Galaxy's Edge in Disney World. It, it was fascinating. I'm just watching everybody. Sarah and I have our um, um, Hans and Leia t-shirts that say, I love you, I know. Um, and so, you know, I want to see what what is everybody wearing? I would say just anecdotally, 50% of what t-shirts and Star Wars stuff that people are wearing, 50% is original trilogy. 40% was Mandalorian stuff. Wow. And 10% was prequel sequels. And, it's, and I'm guessing that 90% of the prequel stuff was Ray. Yes. Yes. Little girls with Ray stuff. They've got to see this and realize like what Favreau and Filoni are making is what people wanted, which makes me I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens with uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming out May 25th. Right. Which they announced the anniversary of A New Hope, 45-year anniversary of A New Hope, because I don't think Favreau or Filoni have had two... They're not 
credited with anything. They're not credited as writers or producers or anything. Um, but Deborah Chow, who was on the first season of Mandalorian, she directed everything. She directed the whole series. I mean, it definitely it definitely speaks to the fact that they got two of the biggest Star Wars nerds on the planet who are also great filmmakers to make this 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 these these additional series, the Mandalorian series. I mean, that's the biggest piece. And two people that were Filoni especially is was heavily involved in the Clone Wars series and Rebels and other of those. Right. I think those are the series he was involved in. And yeah, the, and he showed his credentials and he shows his understanding of the because those series, if if you've ever watched them, the Clone Wars especially, it's good. So many deep storyline, narrative, mythology. Yes, is what all of that stuff is. And and I think he hit it there with um, they are Star Wars nerds, and that's where I think they made the mistake with with the sequel trilogy. Abrams and uh, what's the other guy's name? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Great directors. Their other movies are fantastic, but I think they were Star Wars fans. Yeah. And they were fanboys who, yeah, I love Star Wars. You know, it was an fan influential boys, movie. Yep. Yeah. I think what's the difference here is Favreau and Filoni, they're nerds. I mean, they. Yeah. They know their Star Wars. They, I remember watching some of the behind the scenes of The Mandalorian. And when they were geeking out over that uh, ice cream maker white thing that they're like, we needed to have this in there because all the fans, the hardcore fans love doing this, like run with it because of this one random dude. It's like, that's just the nth degree level of it where yeah. I go like, I need to turn in my... Uh, Millennium Falcon tattoo right now because I I was totally unaware of some of the of a lot of the stuff they were talking about. Yeah, and it's the little stuff. It's those little details. And again, that's I think what holds up even here with the Book of Boba Fett. What we're what brings us to this is they throw in those little details. They throw in the little things that just make it feel like a deep world, like a deep story, a deep narrative. And I know I keep bragging on it, but like I think that's just kind of what I kept missing in the the sequel trilogy is it just felt thrown together, just felt cheap. It didn't felt shallow. A couple other uh, things I want to highlight from it we haven't talked about yet. So sad. Well, maybe sad, maybe not sad. Uh, the the duel between Cobb Vanth and Cade Bane when Cade Bane walks onto screen. I was like, oh, this is the guy from the Clone Wars. And then he takes him out. But did he? Did he? And then the Boba Fett, Cade Bane come together at the end, duel at the end, where Cade Bane ends it. But did he? Like, there's kind of a little bit of a question mark on both on both ways. Cade Bane is such a fantastic character. Yeah, they can't kill him off yet. And the silhouette of bringing him in there in Freetown and the just the classic Western setup. Um, I love the moments that they lean into the to the the spaghetti Western setups like that. Yep. Um, it's just oh, it, it, that that moment was gave me chills when you see Kate Bain pop up like that. it was so sinister, so sinister. Mm-hmm. And you feel that visceral like reaction to yeah. even just seeing his. Like you said, his silhouette in there and just his deputy that I'm just like, bro, just stop. Just get out of here. Go back inside. We don't have time for this. And you can just see it on uh, his on Cobb's face where he's just like. <sighs> I told you so exasperated. <laughs> yeah. um, are we getting any more Boba Fett or Book of Boba Fett or was this it? I, I, I couldn't tell if there was going to be any more. Book of Boba Fett season two, question mark? Mm. I do not know. Is Book of Boba Fett getting season two? Has not announced plans yet. Yeah. But I am seeing here that the finale of Book of Boba Fett viewership was 30%, 36% higher than the end of Mandalorian season two. I think it's picking up. Well, you've got more viewers. You've got more subscribers to Disney Plus. You do have more subscribers, but 
You've also, episode six, really set up a what is seven going to look like? Are we going to get to see Luke yeah. here? What's the the decision? Which, by the way, being offered Yoda's lightsaber in the chainmail. I know that it's rep- the chainmail is representative of Mando, sure. Mando, but and by the way, I had I fully called it. I was like, "There's no way he's going to take the lightsaber. He's going to take the chainmail." I want to know more though. I like the moment you realize that he is he survived Order sixty six, mm. and that flashback sequence. I'm like, I want more. Tell me I everything. Tell me everything. Tell me who everything. saved him. Right. Or did he just like kill everybody? I want a Grogu spinoff series now. We left Mando season two thinking, okay, Grogu's going to go off with Luke for a bit. We're not going to see him probably. Maybe he comes back end of season two, season three. At least this is me projecting in my head. Sure. And he's, we're just going to go straight into the whole, uh, him going to back to Mandalore and helping on all of that stuff. Uh, but the fact that it was so sudden, episode five. Well, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, now we're in a Mandalorian episode. Yeah. But I, for me, that, that like hooked me right back in. I was, I was still in it, but it was more like, a, okay, I'm just going to show up to watch the next one. After that, I was like, I'm in. I'm, I'm emotionally invested in this, which we've been talking about this whole time. But Man. So Disney knows that they this is where this is how they're going to make money off of Star Wars. Like they missed it with the the full film trilogy. It didn't do gangbusters like they thought it was going to do. It did okay, but it didn't do as good as they thought. So I mean, we've got Book of Boba Fett was just the beginning, right? We get Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out later this year, May 25th, which this is going to be big cuz you've got not just you and McGregor coming back, but Hayden Christensen as well and others. Then we've got Andor, the spinoff from Rogue One, which they're still, I think they're expecting it's going to come out. It's set before, right? Um, that's going to be mid to late of this year um, that that's supposed to come out with the full 12, 12 episodes. Oh, wow. Um, because Obi-Wan Kenobi is only six episodes. <sighs> I know. And then we're getting an Ahsoka then we're getting a, um, a series based off of the High Republic. And then we're, there's rumor. Oh, I think they've, uh, yeah, they announced a limited series about Lando. And then also one called Rangers of the New Republic. So one, two, three, four, five, six additional spinoff series. Not to mention, we'll get more of The Mandalorian. Plus all of Marvel. <laughs> Why just you, so much, just so much. They're, stuff. they're throwing so much, yeah. So much content. Yeah, I'm enjoying this 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 version of Star Wars or this um, feel for Star Wars. Looking through my list right now of all the random things, uh, we already talked about the hallucinogenic lizard. What was that? That was <laughs> just another. I saw a breakdown and it shows all the symbolism of his father and blah, sure. blah, 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 blah. It was a hallucinogenic lizard that should have been shot down immediately. Uh, the knee cannon is the most old man. Like I got my hip replaced and put in a <laughs> cannon instead in my knee. Cause it, it was almost like, okay, you can't do any moves whatsoever. What can you do? I can kneel. Okay, we'll put a cannon in your knee and have you shoot it out. It was just the, it was just. It was clunky fighting, especially when you put him next yeah. to Mando. Oh, yeah. Spry, a spry young 40 year old man. Right, right. Yeah, that one had the mod spin, had scooter, had the scooter spin not happened, then the knee cannon would have been the top mo- worst move in that battle scene. But then the mod's been happening. I was like, it was like, hold my beer. I'm going <laughs> to show you something even worse. Well, and that whole last episode was just so weird of um, a big group gets pinned down. Oh, they es- escape. Oop, they got pinned down again. Oh, they got out. Oop, they got pinned down again. You know, it was, like, just, it, was, it, it was just action. There's like, let's just throw it all together. Did like the I did like the battle droids. I Those were imposing. Oh, yeah. The battle droids, the Rancor fighting the battle droids was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then of course Grogu coming in. 
with his special mind 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 powers. Mm-hmm. Pulling the the kneecap off. I did love the little play on the Raincore uh being like King Kong. Did you see there? I mean, there was obvious that, yeah. some King Kong nods there, which was good. How could I forget the ending after he puts the puts the Raincore to sleep? And then he takes a nap. Yes. Like he's a next little, like he's a little kitty next to like a dog. Like just like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay down here right you, now. You know, they're sitting there going, okay, what's the cutest thing we can do? <laughs> that was exactly what, what I was thinking. What's going to make the memes? We need some memes from this. We need some new baby Yoda memes. What is it going to be? And then when he's, he pops, he, his head is up there in the, uh, star in the, in the Naboo fighter. And then he's just like tapping, tapping. Like I've literally experienced this with my child someday, like recently where it's just like uh-huh. tap, 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 da, 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 da. Faster, faster. Uh, well, and then for it to be, okay, I'll do it for you one more time. And it's the, the, the jump into, oh, oh man, yep. such a, such a sweet moment. The other thing I really loved was the first moment we saw black Wookiee when Jabba's relatives are there immediately. I was like, I think that was the high point for me in those first few episodes where I was just like, Oh my gosh, that was awesome. He didn't even do anything. He just looked at him. Yeah. And I was just like, I am so intimidated right now. And we finally saw a Wookiee rip an arm off of somebody. I've been waiting, waiting for that. When he started fighting, I was like, I'm in on this, his little electric, knuckle cruncher things i was oh, i'm yeah. just like oh give me more of black wookie but and i think we will i think we will see we have to any any last words you want to say about boba fett as we say goodbye to it i liked <laughs> the music yeah as people know like music's a big part for me um i felt like it was a good continuation mm-hmm. of of mandalorian I liked the theme for Boba Fett. It had some interesting vocalizations that were kind of cool. Little oh, yeah, the ending. Feel to it. Yeah, the yeah. ending. The, yeah. yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I, know, I just wanted to throw that in there. This is where we would normally say goodbye to it. and Or t- cue the Disney sound effect to... Do we, do we need to do... Uh, do we need to do... Um, gummy, gummy worms, or, uh, fruit snacks for this? Fruit snacks rating for this series? Oh, for Book of Boba Fett. See, this is where we've just done ourselves a disservice and not kept track of what we've <laughs> given everything else. Yeah, we I, really I wanted. Should. It does get based off of Mandalorian, right? Yep. It, uh, whatever we gave Mandalorian, this is going to have one less. I wish. I totally wish I could take the first four episodes and give it a fruit snack rating, and then give the last three episodes. A fruit snack. Or even five and six, and then one through four and seven. Five, five and six get lifted out for me. I feel like seven was one of the best episodes of the one through four and seven in the sense of just like there's action and stuff happening and it's fun and it's lively. And we got the what the negotiation that goes that goes sideways or whatever. Oh, we didn't mention that guy. I like the Viceroy or whoever that guy is. He was weird, but he was kind of fun. He he grew up by the end when he did it and he goes out there and you will give nothing. <laughs> like, I, I, I appreciated that at the end. But no, like five. I mean, six is a six is a is gummy worms like level just ex- experience. But one th- one through four. I mean, I'm only going for me personally, I'm going two and a half. Like yeah. I was I was in it mostly because it was Star Wars. Yeah. The moment five happens, it's on another planet. Like Yeah. Literally. No, it just it just it just I walked away going I already felt this with the Mandalorian, but with this one even more so I'm just like let these guys just take over Lucasfilm. Like just let just let let them do whatever they want. And it will be fun for us. It will make you tons of money. Just do it. That's what you want. You want the money. We want the fun Star Wars stuff. Just let these guys do whatever they want. If there's not already a change.org uh, petition, we should start it. But yeah. So, Eddie, what uh, we got one more thing to do before we go. 
and that's to cover something of Mr. Magoo. You got to read the IMDb uh, description. Yes. So let's start there. This will completely, if you haven't watched Mr. Magoo forever or ever, this IMDb description should hopefully do that for you. So according to IMDb, Mr. Magoo, the myopic millionaire defeats jewel smugglers in his usual bumbling manner. That tells me nothing. I, I should already know who he is. Uh, this in the intro, I wrote the, uh, you know, I can't believe they, they've done another one of these cartoon things. It's, it's the same thing with George of the Jungle, right? Of here they took another one of the, these random Saturday morning cartoons from like, what, the 50s, the, six, the 60s, 60s yeah. and 70s, and figured, oh, this will be an easy moneymaker. Um, and it just wasn't. I don't, I don't even know where, here, I was going to say, I don't know where to begin with this. I know where I want to begin with this. And it's with the review of this movie by Roger Ebert, which is out there for the world to see on Wikipedia. I'm already ready for this. Roger Ebert, giving it a half star out of four. Wow, Roger. He gave it a half star. Also, he called the film transcendently bad. It soars above ordinary badness as the eagle outreaches the fly. As the eagle out out flies. Outreaches the fly. Wow, that's poetry. He spent so (laughs) much time on that analogy than he than this movie was worth. I love it. Transcendently bad. It soars above ordinary badness. <laughs> Eddie, you know, you know me, and you know one of my least favorite types of comedy. Yes. We fought, we fought about this yes. in, a pre, in previous episodes. Yes. And it's the really dumb humor, like no human being would ever even contemplate doing something. It's the Mr. Bean humor that you love. Do not compare this to Mr. Bean humor. So this is no. This is a trash cans Mr. Bean. This is dumpster. This is a dumpster fire version of Mr. Bean. Poor Leslie Nielsen doing whatever he's doing in this as the senile old blind old man. The windshield that they that they put the the glasses windshield in it. The that is the moment. So I remember my family rented this movie when it came out and hated it. I, <laughs> it was shortly after the windshield got put in. I remember us, we actually turned this off. Wow. Yeah. As a child, your parent, your family turned off. It was so bad. Yeah. That, that's um, how, that's how bad this movie is. That's how bad this movie <laughs> is. Here's the other thing that is how bad this movie is. It's cultural warning at the end. Yeah. Why did they put it at the end? No, that that's the cultural warning at its release. That's the 1997 cultural warning. So this movie, I've not seen any other Disney movie get two cultural warnings, right? When I watched it, it had a, a, a warning at the beginning of like, okay, there's some cultural representation in this movie. So at the top, there was that one. And then at the very end, there's one from the 1997 credits about blind people and how this doesn't accurately represent people with true disabilities and da 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 Right after they're doing No Dogs Were Harmed in the making of this. And then it's like, also, by the way, we're not trying to disparage blind people, but we're disparaging Right, everybody. right. And you're like, hold on, this... If you're going to point that one out, why aren't you pointing out all of them? Like you've got the Indian delivery disguise, whatever Jennifer Garner's doing. Holy cow. What is that? I don't, I don't, I don't get what it. country is she supposed to be from? I don't know. It's not is great. It Middle Eastern? Is it Asian? You know, Jennifer Gardner, like she's still early in her career. This is what, 97 alias doesn't come out till 2001. She's just like, listen, this is the only thing I got to call back for this whole year. Like, I'm just, 
It's bad. What's interesting is I just I just thought of this the other day. Other than Alias, what good thing has Jennifer Garner been in? What good thing? Like what like outstanding work? The movies I've seen in her recently have been like family friendly, safe movies. Are you just skipping over 13 going on 30 here? Oh my gosh. Like one of the greatest movies ever. Even that is like it's a it's a it's that? a rom it's a fun rom-com with girl like I, I but it's a family friend like well, she was big. Um, she got an SGA, uh, a SAG, sorry, a SAG uh, uh, nom for Dallas Buyers Club. She got a lot of buzz over Dallas. Oh, Club. she was in Dallas Buyer, yeah. Dallas Buyers Club. Okay, she she had a a part in Juno, but yeah, but you're right. She's done a lot of family friendly Mother's stuff. Day, Miracles the, from Heaven, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, Alexander and the Terrible Horror, No Good, Hold Very on. Bad no, no, Day. No, 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 no. Don't make fun of that movie. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. I purposely. <gasps> no, you have. You guys actually have to watch that movie. I the we just watched it maybe eight months ago. I, I we laughed so hard. I had to pause it. OK, it is. It is funny. It is funny. Like, it's obviously a lighthearted family comedy. Like, it's not trying to be much more than that. But Jennifer Gardner and Steve Carell, just watch it. It's, it's hilarious. And she, 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 she's good. I did forget about The Kingdom. I think I liked that movie. Yeah, The Kingdom was good. Kingdom. She, was in, dude, the- she was in Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> she was also in Pearl Harbor. So yeah. there's like there's a few more in here than I remember, but she's been uh, on a Daredevil stream. and Electra, come on! Oh my gosh, no. the The majority of what I think of her recent is like the uh, Odd Life of Timothy Green, Miracles from Heaven, yeah, uh, Love Simon, uh, Yes Day. It's just like it's all these like oh that's nice, oh that's safe. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like she is making movies that her kids can go see. Sure, but. Anyways, I don't know how we got down this long trail, but some of the other things from Leslie Nielsen, when his his character as the the hitman or the 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 boss man Ortega Peru, his one line, and you guys can't see Eddie's rubbing his eyes so hard right now, and his glasses are on his forehead. He's doing that move. I was going I was going to kill someone this morning, but I did it last night so I could be here today. Ah. It's so bad. It's so bad. The greatest visualization of how bad this movie is, is how bad the CGI is of him going over Iguazu Falls. Yep. Where you're like, what? You're not even trying to make this look real. The flying raft. So bad. It's so bad. I must have seen a trailer for this a million times because there's a lot of moments that I remember as a kid. And I think it's just the trailers. It's him playing with that stupid chicken and it's him going <laughs> over over the over the falls. Yeah, it's just the only thing that is redeeming about this, at least for my wife, is she 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 hates any she she despises the FBI and loves any time <clears throat> that it makes them look like buffoons. And they definitely look like buffoons in this. So. She well, is. and yeah, you've got the whole weird uh, guy from the CIA and a guy from the FBI is investigating. Like, I'm like, this yep. doesn't make any sense. Let me let me just read it one last time. It is transcendently bad. It soars above ordinary badness as the eagle outreaches the fly. Thank you, thank you, Roger. Good night, Roger. Man. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to, I'm not even going to dignify this with even pulling out the fruit snacks to wager it. It's not yeah, even. They're, they're still in the bag. We're not even. We're not do even not watch this again or go back in time and stop yourself if you accidentally watch this because it was so bad. Just not. Well, he, here's the thing. There's some of ours that I haven't even finished. Um, this one, I, I, did the double tap on the iPad a couple times. A couple times? The entire uh, time. Yeah, the entire time. I'd stop it long enough to get some cultural appropriation, and then I would continue. <laughs> to continue. be offended. I'm like, let me get offended just a little bit, and then we'll move on. Um, yeah, I will never, never watch this again. I can't even believe I 
went and spent this much time on it. AKA why we decided to make this a Boba F- uh, book of Boba Fett episode. But yeah. We didn't want to spend an entire episode on Mr. Magoo. So we're like, let's just attach it to the end. What is, what do the good folks that we have yet to name, um, what do they have to look forward to in next week's episode? Another classic film that I, I had to, I had to Google it cause I forgot. And then the moment I saw the poster for it, I was like, Oh, this film meet the Deedles. Do you remember this? I don't even know if I've seen it, but I've seen this poster so many times and I'm so, ex- I'm so excited cause it's uh Paul Walker. Ooh. Just the name. Steel Eyes. Steel Eyes. <laughs> I remember, and I'll, I'm sure I'll say this in next week's episode, but I think it was Marsh or Kroger's had the little movie rental store up in the front. Kroger's. Kroger. Yeah. And they... Marsh might have had it too, but I know Kroger's. Marsh, I think, had to, but I, I'm pretty sure it was Kroger's because they did this thing where... If you brought in your report card and you had an A, you got a free movie rental. A lot of movies that way. And I distinctly remember renting this movie off of an A off of a report card. And you have to tune in next week to to find out if that movie is still an A for Eddie. (laughs) Ooh, that was a good segue. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for dealing with all of our intricacies and nitpicks and everything else that we like to do on this on this podcast but you can check out all of the movies that we've reviewed uh at honeywemade.com slash movies all the ones we've done up to now and all the ones we still have yet to do because we are marching our way from 1988 through 2005 all of the major disney movie releases whether we want to watch them or not we are doing that for you for you. Just at double speed un, on some un, unnamed, unnamed fan group. Unnamed ones. So please check back in next week and go on and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Share this with a friend. Got a lot more episodes coming now that we have begun again, Eddie, as begun we again. begin again in 2022. And we get we get some good ones. We get some good ones coming up. I haven't even looked ahead because I just mm. was looking at the very next one. I now I'm now I'm curious, but I'll let our viewers go online and see. Exactly. That's why I said it. I'm like, ooh, now they're going to go, well, what good ones is he talking about? I'm going to go to honeywemade.com, right? So am I. Thanks for listening.